Welcome back to Chew the Bible. It's your good friend A.A. Ron. We are in Isaiah chapter 45. I'm here at uh, the lovely Panda Express. And uh, yeah, my car. I hit like a pothole on Saturday, I want to say. Friday or Saturday. And that joker was almost like a sinkhole, a crater in the ground on Highway 70 going west. No, going east. And when I, I knew when I hit it, I was like, I know my tire is jacked up. I know my tire is not the same. But me being Mr. I don't know, faith man, I was like, you know, I'm going to keep on driving, though. I'm going to keep on driving. I looked at my tire. It looked okay. Kept on driving. I drove on that for at least two days, I think I want to say. And yesterday, or yeah, last night I started to hear this. Even right after it happened, I heard this kind of like wobbly noise. It just didn't sound right. And then I also, when I was reversing, my car was making this like other weird noise. Like a knocking, I don't know. Something was jacked up. Um... So, but it wasn't like, it was still drivable. It wasn't, I don't know. So today I was like, you know, I'm going to take the car in to discount tire, have a look at it. Uh, yeah. Oh, this morning when I actually looked at my car even closer in the daylight, I observed a bubble on the wall, right wall of my front right tire. And sure enough, yeah. So I took it up to discount tire. Thank God I paid a little $20 for insurance. And they're going to replace it for free. Well, I had to pay another $20 to get the insurance again on that tire. But I didn't have to pay $200-something for a brand new tire. So praise God on that. So he was encouraging me to rotate my tires more often. Like... <clears throat> I only been doing it like every shoot, not as often as I should. I kind of look at it. <laughs> I kind of look at the tread and see how it is, and then I rotate based on that. Uh, anyway, he was encouraging me to rotate them every six to eight thousand miles. So enough of that boring talk. Excuse the noise in the background here. Express. I kind of like the ambiance of this podcast, you know? You never know where I'm going to be at, what I'm going to be doing. I look forward to the day when I'm, like, at really cool destination spots with, like, waterfalls playing in the background, you know? Oh, oh man, last night was wild. Well, not wild. It was interesting. I had some interesting people in my car. I had some, some, some pretty ladies one of them was from Arizona, and the other one was from uh, Idaho. Yeah, they were here in Kansas for like a makeup convention. Thought about shooting my shot, but I was like, no. Yeah, decided not to. The funniest pickups, though, are the dudes who have a woman. To this day, it was the funniest pickups for me. Like, the dude who has, like, a chick that he just met on. This guy, he met. This is a dude from Louisiana. Shout out to him if you listen to this podcast. <laughs> I can't even remember his name. 
I probably shouldn't say it on here anyway. Anyway, this is this, this cool brother from uh, Louisiana, and he met this chick, this, this white girl from uh, on Facebook dating, and he's like, dude, I literally just touched down <laughs> at midnight. <laughs> he's a truck driver, and he's like, and he was at. I picked him up from his hotel. He's like, yeah, I just touched down. He, this dude had me driving like forty minutes north from his hotel, forty-five minutes north, just to go. T- hook up with this chick (laughs) more power to you man more power to you i'm so tempted to get on facebook dating i'm tempted to do a lot of things i'm tempted to get on facebook dating i'm tempted to try to rekindle my relationship with hillary but or not hillary miss banks i shouldn't say her real name on here miss banks me and uh I'm not allowed to say her name, but me and Hannah Blank are no longer talking. I'm not going back to that. Uh, she's cool, but yeah, that's that's dead. That's that's gone. Uh, Dunzo. I'm tempted to tell Steffi Curry how much I miss her and I think about her every day, but. Nope, not doing that. I'm tempted. There's an actual Hannah at my church. Well, she doesn't go to my church consistently, but her parents go to my church. I'm tempted to talk to her. Her and I are actually supposed to go see uh, Lecrae, the Lecrae concert in August, but we'll see if that even happens. I don't know. I'm tempted to do a lot of things, but... I feel like ladies just slow me down, man. They slow me down from the goals I'm trying to achieve of paying, paying off all this debt. And moving forward with life, you know? So, anyway, here we are. Just a little insight into where I am right now. Isaiah 45. I might have to break down and buy a curry because I need some coffee. Like I've become so dependent on coffee now. All right, Isaiah 45. The Lord says this to Cyrus. Cyrus. Make sure I'm in the right spot. One second, y'all. Podcast. Yeah. Isaiah 45. The Lord says to Cyrus, his anointed, whose right hand I have grasped. Hmm. Notice he said right hand. To subdue nations before him and disarm kings or unloosen the waist of kings to open doors before him. And even city gates will not be shut. I will go before you and level the uneven places. Yes, that's my prayer for myself right now. I will shatter the bronze doors and cut the iron bars in two. I will give you the treasures of darkness and riches from the secret places so that you may know that I am the Lord. I am the God of Israel who calls you by your name. I call you by your name for the sake of my servant Jacob and Israel, my chosen one. I think it's always cool when he uses Jacob and Israel in the same, same verse. 
calls him his chosen one. I give a name to you, though you do not know me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. There is no God but me. I will strengthen you, though you do not know me, so that all may know from the rising of the sun to its setting that there is no one but me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. <clears throat> Sorry, I got frogs in my throat. But wise Alright, hope words. There's a little section called Hope Words by Tony Evans. He says, if you want to run your own world, go make one. God is in charge of this one. And so I feel like people are missing from this whole Roe versus Wade situation, Roe v. Wade. It's like, ultimately, God is in control of this world. And either you can get on board with his agenda or you can stay off of it. And Yeah, you never want to be in opposition to God. I'll tell you that right now. So this whole my body, my choice, like, no, first of all, it's not your body. And the only choice you have is to obey or disobey God. Simple as that. Case closed. All right. Where am I? Um, But I get all the other stuff, too. It's like, yeah, we're going to. If you truly say, hold on a second. If you truly say that you're a pro-life, then, yeah, there needs to be more support for helping women take care of these babies from cradle cradle to grave, like they did in Europe, cradle to grave economics, and not having such a stigma on people who need help, especially the most vulnerable people in our societies who make under $30,000 a year when you stop demonizing them and yeah just because your kids have a safety net because teenage pregnancy happens in all socioeconomic statuses but the big difference is is like do you have a safety net or do you not have a safety net anyway this is more of an economic issue anyway i've said this before we're running out of bodies people and the borders are we're deporting people and Our borders are not as easy to get through anymore to bring in immigrants to help do a lot of these jobs. So, yeah, we need more babies. You have entire generations of kids that have been wiped out from abortion. Millions and millions of children who would be adults right now contributing to society. All right, anyway. Our car should be ready by now. Let's take a look. They updated it yet. Hmm. In the bay, we are currently servicing our vehicle. I'm gonna go back over there as soon as this is done. Hold on one more, I gotta clear my throat. It's like bothering me. All right, welcome back. Sorry about that. What was uh, verse six? So that all may know from the rising of the sun to its setting that there is no one but me. I am the Lord and there is no other. I form light and create darkness. I make success and create disaster. I am the Lord who does all these things. Heaven sprinkle from above and let the skies shower righteousness. Let the earth open up so that salvation will sprout and righteousness will spring up with it. I, the Lord, have created it. Woe to the one who argues with this maker, one clay pot among many. Does clay say to one, the one forming it? Does clay say to the one forming it, what are you making? Or does your work say he has no hands? Woe to the one who says to his father, what are you fathering? 
or to his mother, what are you giving birth to? This is what the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and its maker says, ask me what is to happen to my sons and instruct me about the work of my hands. I made the earth and created humans on it. It was my hands that stretched out the heavens and commanded, and I commanded everything in them. I have stirred him up in righteousness and will level all roads for him. He will rebuild my cities. I got Jesus. I believe he's referring to Jesus there. I will rebuild my city and let my exiles free. Not for a price or a bribe, says the Lord of armies. God alone is the savior. That's the next heading for this. This is what the Lord says. The products of Egypt and the merchandise of Cush and the Sabians men. The Sabians, men of stature, will come over to you and will be yours. They will follow you. They will come over in chains and bow down to you. They will confess to you. God is indeed with you. And there is no other. There is no other God. Yes, you are a, a God who hides God of Israel. Yes, you are a God who hides God of Israel, Savior. All of them are put to shame, even humiliated. The makers of idols go in humiliation together. Israel will be saved by the Lord with an everlasting salvation. You will not be put to shame or humiliated for all eternity. For this is what the Lord says, the creator of the heavens, the God who formed the earth and made it. The one who established it, he did not create it to be a wasteland, but formed it to be inhabited. He says, I am the Lord and there is no other. I have not spoken in secret somewhere in a land of darkness. I did not say to the descendants of Jacob, seek me in a wasteland. I am the Lord who speaks righteously. Who declares what is right. Come gather together and approach you fugitives of the nations. Those who carry their wooden idols and pray to a God who cannot save have no knowledge. Speak up and present your case. Yes, let them consult each other who predicted this long, who predicted this long ago, who announced it from ancient times. What was it? Not I, the Lord. Let me back it up. Verse 20. Come gather together and approach you fugitives of the nations. Those who carry their wooden idols and pray to a God who cannot save have no knowledge. Speak up and present your case. Yes, let them consult each other. Who predicted this long ago? Who announced it from ancient times? Was it not I, the Lord? There is no other God but me, a righteous God and Savior. There is no one except me. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. Something about salvation always involves turning. Turning around from the direction you've you been headed your whole life and going in the opposite direction. And it doesn't necessarily mean some people think, oh, I got to be all the way, you know. He says, draw near to me, draw near to you. I believe that drawing is just simply turning around. That's the first prep, the first step. And then you can't help but run to the Father and hug him and embrace him and spend time with him and want to have a relationship with him. Anyway, so much more to say about that. Verse 23, by myself, I have sworn truth. By myself, I have sworn truth has gone from my mouth, a word that will not be revoked. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess or swear allegiance. That's from, that's a good memory verse that's actually found in Romans 14, 11. In Philippians 2, 10 and 11, that whole 
every one day every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. So all those same people that are throwing their fist up and saying F the, F the Supreme Court, and, uh, yeah, they're going to have to answer to a, 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 the, the one, and one true Supreme Court in heaven, the heavenly court, where God is the judge. All right, it will be said about me, righteousness and strength are found only in the Lord. All who are enraged against him will come to him and be put to shame. All the descendants of Israel will be justified and find glory through the Lord. Let's read these Tony Evans notes. Ironically, this unredeemed idol-worshipping king named Cyrus would do such a work by God's power that all would know from the rising of the sun to its setting that there is no God but the Lord. God gets to decide how the game is played. No one in Israel then could question why God did what he did in the way he chose to do it. He, if he wanted to use an unrighteous king like Cyrus to accomplish his righteous purposes, that's what he would do. Since the gentle nations surrounding Israel were also part of God's creation and under his sovereign rule, the Lord spoke of a day when these people would also bow before God and say to Israel, God is indeed with you and there is no other. This can only describe conditions during Christ's millennial reign when he will return in glory and power, purging Israel for her unbelief as she acknowledges her Savior. This will be Israel's true golden age. The nation will be saved by the Lord and will not be put to shame. Every knee will bow to me. Every tongue will swear allegiance. Paul applies these words to Jesus, demonstrating that he is truly God. See Philippians 2, chapter 2, verse 10. Thus, all people have two choices. Either bow willingly in faith and confess Jesus Christ as the only Savior, or be broken by his wrath and forced to bow as an object of his judgment. Lord, help me, Father. Thank you for this word. Thank you that you always surrounded us with your angels. Pray for those that don't know you, that they'll surrender their hearts to you. Pray for every single person that I go out today and rides in my car, that they would uh, sense your presence, your power, your peace, that they would uh, desire to know more about you, God. Uh, and Lord, we just thank you. Thank you, Lord, once again for the favor with uh, this tire company that I was able to get my uh, tire fixed or replaced for free. And uh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You're a good father. You're a gracious father. You're a kind father. There's no one. Thank you that my tire didn't blow out before then. Uh, it's just a miracle, Lord, just thinking about it because it could have gotten really bad. And I could have been stranded in the middle of the night. But you, you preserve me. You keep me always. I uh, thank you for surrounding me with your angels, filling me with your love, your power, your spirit. I pray, uh, Lord, I'll just pray right now for my future wife, Lord. I pray that she would be a good helpmate, somebody that... Uh, encourages me um, that and I can encourage her as well and that we can grow together and uh, really 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 um, be a force in your kingdom Lord to grow your kingdom and to uh, show what it's like to have selfless enduring love sacrificial love um, unconditional love and Lord you know how much I would like to have relations <laughs> I pray that my yeah financially Lord every need would be met Lord, if it's your will for me to have, indeed work in Missoula, I pray that you make it clear. Uh, I need a sign, Lord, because right now I'm leaning toward just not taking the job. Um, what else? What else? And just keep doing Uber and Lyft and all that. So, anything else? Yeah, God, just thank you. Thank you for this beautiful day outside. 
you're a good father, you're a gracious father, you're a kind father. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. I'll have y'all. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned, or missed the mark, or veered off the path, and fallen short of the glory of God, or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death, or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart, or you've walked away from him, and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty precious name I pray. Amen.